0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Vive Church Uganda. Our mission is to love God, love people, and catalyze purpose. We have an active online weekdays altar that you can plug in from wherever you are. Located in the city of Kampala, the Lord led us to birth an outreach ministry to feed and care for people transitioning from homelessness. To learn more, follow us at My Church across all social media platforms. To support this ministry and help us continue to spread God's love, visit www.MyViveChurch.org forward slash give. So good to be in the house today. You know, we've been going through an interesting series called uh, Building a Culture of Honor. Uh, also because this is the first time for many of our first time guests, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Moheresa, and together with my wife and a great team of pastors, we give leadership to this house called Vive Church and it's such a privilege to serve the Lord God Almighty. Um, And just, um, you know, it's been an experience. This September will be making three years uh, as Vive Church and God is taking us and planting us and uh, establishing us. And we've seen the goodness of the Lord. There is real miracles. There is transformation of lives. We've seen men come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've seen transformation. We've seen discipleship happen, growth and discipleship happening. And uh, that's not because it is to the credit of any man, but it's for the sure goodness of the Lord God Almighty upon this house. Yeah yeah and so it's been amazing it's been really really amazing and also today uh, also because we've been in this series called uh, culture of honor we've really understood what god's intention and is uh, around uh, around honor uh, we've understood the aspects of honor and how those unlock certain gifts for us. Uh, and so we knew that when Father's Day comes, we didn't want it to be an ordinary day. Uh, we wanted it to be a statement. One, not because, uh, you know, not because we... We preach and, and just, we wanted to apply the word that God has been speaking to us. Uh, and so I know that some of you, your uh, children probably got to you last minute and said, you have to be in this service. Uh, and so on their behalf, may I apologize. Thank you for being, uh, for being in the house. I really, really do apologize. Allow me. Uh, you know, also, you know, to honor, I know that the hosts have already done so, but allow me in a special way to, with all due respect, ask the fathers of the house to rise up again, again, with all due respect. Can you please rise up again? Now, I would like also every man, whether you are a father or not yet, to rise up, um... Um, you know, the, 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 the guys who are, are prospecting husbands eventually, you know. Rise up, rise up, yeah. Jonathan, Emmanuel, eventually, yeah. Awesome. Now, men and fathers, we honor you, yeah. We honor you. It's not easy being a man. Um, I've been a father a couple of years now, and I see it's really not easy being a father. Um, When we do Mother's Day and all of this, we kind of pamper up the mothers and celebrate the mothers and all of that and hardly celebrate fathers today we wanted to pause join the heavens to celebrate you yeah yeah you are special you're special we honor you we really really do secondly the women the great women sometimes don't know what to do with you sometimes they love you and they're trying to be nice to you but they really don't know how to treat you because they, they, they are trying to understand you they're trying to understand what it means to be a man and so I just want to say as a father as, as a fellow man for all the hard days you've had to stand for all the days you've had to make decisions that were tough for all the times you had to break down and cry and you didn't even want your children to see you for all the days when you made mistakes and you knew you had made mistakes and you were so mad at yourself for all the great work you do to make sure that your children are provided for. As a house here at Vive Church, we celebrate you and honor you. Thank you, and may God bless you. You may have your seats. In the same manner, allow me to ask... Our mothers, with all due respect, our mothers, I'd like to ask you to rise up on your feet. And this includes those of you that may have uh, spiritual daughters, you, are, you know, don't have a biological yet, uh, even those of you that, you know, are in high school or, you know, rise up because you are a mother to the generations. Rise up. Yeah, mother to the nations. Yeah. Mother Charlotte, we see you. (laughs) We see you. Um, Thank you for being here. You know, every man, every father, except Adam, has been carried in a womb. And you may not be the womb that carried the men in this house but i want you to be a point of contact and as fathers and as men would like to bring our honor and celebration to you yeah we celebrate you also i am cognizant of the fact that regardless of your age as fathers Many times we've taken you through heartache. We've done things that we shouldn't have done, said things that we shouldn't have said, or even not done things that we should have done, or in fact not said things that we should have said. And regardless of your age bracket, we know you carry a lot of pain. This morning, I like to stand here on behalf of the men in this house before God and before heaven and come before you. Maybe some of the men that probably did things that they shouldn't have done have way long passed on. But I like to stand on their behalf this morning and ask for your forgiveness. Forgive us. Forgive us. And I'm going to pray that in as much as it is really hard sometimes to deal with the depth of the wounds that you carry, I know you may not be able to do it in your own might. And so my prayer to God Almighty this morning is that you receive the grace to let go? Receive the capacity this morning through the Father, the name of Jesus, through the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Receive the capacity to forgive. Forgive us. Forgive the man. Forgive that man who abused you when you were little, who used you, who did not do the right thing, the honorable thing that they should have done. And as you do, I sense God is healing a a woman, a lady. Release, allow your heart to let go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do what you have to do. Surgery is going on. Don't miss out on the opportunity. Maybe it was your son who said things that they shouldn't have said. Maybe it was some men. Maybe they were superior to you. Maybe they were bosses. Maybe they were uncles. Release them, let go. Allow God to heal your heart and mend it. And so, Father, we stand in this house, and Lord, we raise to you our mothers. We raise to you our mothers that raised that had to stand in the gap and be fathers. We raise to you our mothers that that paid a price, a special price. We raise to you a lady that, that's still battling with things and issues from their past, best because. A man, a father, or a superior was not honorable to them. So, Lord, we raise them to you and ask that in places where we cannot reach, reach. Places we cannot touch, Spirit of the Living God, touch. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody said, amen. amen. You may have your seats, moms, in this house today. What a beautiful day it is um, in a special way. Uh, you know, I like to honor some fathers because they, they, they are special. Uh, you know, Pastor G., we like to call her, but Georgette Ocheng Ndabokie. Please rise up. She's a spiritual mother to many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, celebrate her. Yeah, we celebrate you and we honor you. Uh, thank you so much for doing what you are doing here at Vive Church. May God expand you and increase you. Thank you for being a discipler. She does an amazing job discipling men and women. Uh, uh, she is, she's a, a gifted entrepreneur. She's an incredible soul. Just, uh, you know, a lovable person. And so we just wanted to pause and celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I allowed her to rise up because the man I'm going to introduce is her biological father. He's in the house, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Allow me ask uh, Mr. Max Ocheng to rise up. We want to honor you, sir, and celebrate you in a special way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you uh, for being a great dad. Uh, for standing, uh, and for mentoring, and for building. Uh, Pastor Georgette has told us stories of how you drove her to all sense. (laughs) When she could have been out there and, um, you know, uh, doing other things, but you insisted that she remains in the circles of church, and it's there that she discovered uh, her calling. So we honor you and celebrate you. Uh, um, Pastor Neil I don't know if time will allow us to preach today but (laughs) please rise up on your feet come on church celebrate with me a great man Yeah, together with uh, Belisma (laughs) Diana Simsango so good to uh, have you together here as a couple we honor you you do an amazing job. Personnel gives uh, oversight to our executive function as a house and as a church. Um, um, you, you know, it, it takes more than just preaching to run a church. There has got to be systems. Uh, accountability. We account for every penny that comes to this house. Um, and Pastor Neil, together with a great team of great leaders, gives uh, oversight to that, and we really want to honor you. Uh, also, he's a great father uh, and mentor. If you're here, make some noise. And is your father. He has mentored or discipled you. Yeah, together with the wife, Diana, we really, really celebrate you. Uh, We wanted to stand, and uh, Pastor Diana is the lady. If you see things here that are going, like in order, it's because Diana is behind the production. Yeah. Yeah, she's a very excellent woman, and we really wanted to celebrate you today together. Also, their biological mothers are in the house. Now, I know they asked them to rise up a little earlier, and we celebrated them, but uh, since I am the lead pastor, <laughs> I like to really celebrate Mama Esther in a special way. Yeah, Mommy, we celebrate you. Thank you so much for the years, the decades that you stood and paid a price, and stood in the gap. Thank you for being a good mother. May God bless you and reward you. Your reward is eternal. Thank you for sacrificing, for sacrificially being there for the children. You've not only loved the children that you have biologically, you've also loved us. You've loved my wife and I, and we just wanted to celebrate you. Thank you so much yeah thank you so much um diana's mom is seated somewhere i saw her i'd like to ask you mom to you kindly rise up oh come on church yeah mom we like we wanted to take a minute as well and honor you thank you thank you for being a great mom thank you for standing in the gap thank you for raising great uh girls thank you so much for The sacrifice that you have paid uh, to be and raise the children that they have become today, thank you. Thank you. We are beneficiaries of your great sacrifice. And so I wanted to take a minute as well this day and say we honor you and we value everything that you have done over there. So thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I co lead this church, and um, it's such an honor and a privilege uh, to lead with my wife uh, Doreen (laughs) Mujeresa, Yeah. I don't often get to do this. So may I ask you to rise up on your feet? (laughs) Yeah. Isn't she gorgeous? Yeah. Imagine I get to live with her for the rest of life. Yeah. I have to pause. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, she often does uh, and so we'd like to honor you mom uh, as a spiritual mother of this house we would like to honor for what you stand for, for the great work behind the scenes that you get to do the great tears the great intercessions that many don't get to hear but I get to witness that you get to do in your secret place for this house for everything that you have done, thank you I will not cry I'll be strong. When my my uh, wife was little, <laughs> I didn't know her then, but uh, yeah, <laughs> she knew me. And so she tied on me. I'm kidding. <laughs> but when she was little, um, somebody came into her life. Um, she's had quite a number of father figures. She um, does not have her biological... Uh, mother or father, Uh, but somebody recognized what she was when it was not recognizable. Uh, Somebody observed that she had value when it was hard to see that she had value. And this man, together with their wife, they have been father and mother to my family and grandparents to our children. And so, allow me to introduce to you Mr. Kalumba. <laughs> he has paid a great price, and today we are so honored that you chose to come, and that you chose to um, be... Oh, she's here. Where is Mammy Momo? Where is she? Mrs. Kalumba. Hey, Mrs. Kalumba, but ah uh, no no you can't sit there, please. We 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 request, <laughs> we request that you come sit uh, here together with Mr. Kalumba. Uh, thank you ever so much, Mr. Kalumba, for all that you did and you continue to do. We are glad. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Kalumba, thank you. Ever so much for all that you you get to do, for all that you get to provide for us. So many things that people don't get to see or hear. But I wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Heaven is your reward, and we honor you as our parents. Thank you. May God richly bless you. Yeah. yeah thank you so much. A few years ago, somebody say a few years ago, yeah, just a little like a few years ago, yeah, few just a few <laughs> uh, I was born, yeah, I was born. Uh, my mother went on to be with the Lord uh, and my biological father is actually in the house yeah he's in the house uh ladies and gentlemen allow me to introduce to you mr barrio luciano <laughs> yeah 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 i wanted to also take a minute and uh, appreciate you sir uh, appreciate your dad for everything that you have done thank you for the sacrifice Uh, for raising the many children that you have, but doing it with so much ease. And so we honor you and celebrate you. God richly bless you. Amen. Amen. Now, should we preach or we go home? (laughs) The lesson is understood, because really this is it. Like when you do this, That's it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we've been in this conversation and unpacking and flipping uh, portions of scriptures and understanding God's mandate and vehicle on honor. And we've seen that honor opens you up to favor opens you up to blessings. We've understood honor. And here, really, at Vive Church, we are building a culture of honor. This house is a house of honor. We do not go to the extreme that is inappropriate, where we worship men. No. But we appropriately accord honor to those that honor is due. The Bible teaches that we should honor all men. All men. And so the culture here at Vive Church is we say that our honor is 360 degrees. We honor up everyone that is above us in any capacity. We honor them. We honor those that are below us, those that uh, may, in one way or another, be below us, either in age or in. Um, career or whichever capacity you might consider, we honor, we, we understand that men are not just men. Men carry virtues. Sometimes those men don't even know it or recognize it. But we've understood that men are God's unique idea to pass on certain specialities. To humankind and so we honor but also we don't just honor up and honor down we honor all around us we on, we honor our peers we understand that every one of us is special and so we honor in that light we last week began to study on parental honor and uh Allow me today to, we studied the character of Joseph. Allow me today, in the little time that I have, if you have your Bible and uh, um, a and, and, and notepad, kindly pull it out. Um, we are a house that takes notes. We are a house that teaches the true word of God. We are the ha- a house that studies the, the word of God, the Bible teaches and says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge and we have understood that this house we will not perish for a lack of knowledge hallelujah good to see you pam pam how are you doing god bless you Uh, malachi chapter 4 malachi is the last uh book of the bible in the old testament Malachi chapter 4 and verse 5 to 6. These are actually the very, very, very last words of uh, the Old Testament. And so that's what we get to read out from this morning. The Bible says, Behold, come on, let's read it together. What does it say? I will send you Elijah the prophet. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And verse 6. Let's read it together if you can see it. What does it say? And he will turn the hearts of fathers to the children. And the hearts of the children to their fathers. And then he says, lest I come and strike the earth. Read that part with me. With... He says, I'm coming, and I'm coming to turn the hearts of fathers to children, and that the hearts of children, not to just fathers, but to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, there are many categories of fathers. There is spiritual fathers, those that labor in the word and in doctrine to teach us, those that um, father us in, 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 in the things of God and usher us into the growth of God, they are uh, Fathers of industry, fathers that unlock doors for us if you're a lawyer, you know, and uh, you are taught or given an opportunity to, uh, to work at a particular law firm. Those men that taught you the industry become your fathers in the industry. Those are key fathers. Yeah. Uh, Fathers in in industry or sector, those men or women sometimes who just stand in the office and say, I see that you can do what I can do, and I think that you're good at this. Those are great men and women, fathers of industry. There is fathers in law, those that give you their uh, children, that you, together with their children, build a family. Great fathers, great, great category of fathers. There is biological fathers. These are the ones from whose loins you are uh, hewn. Your body was hewn from their loins. These are our biological fathers. So the Bible is teaching us here. And you please understand with me that the last words of anything are important. These are the last words of the Old Testament. May I put some context to this reading kindly keep that scripture there Malachi is a prophet one in fact the last prophet he comes onto the stage to share with us the things that he would share with us but it had been a silent treatment from God he had not spoken for about 4 years and 400 years and he was he was Basically, uh, you know, the people had not aligned to the will of the Father, and, and so he had gone quiet. So they did everything that they could do, but for 400 years, how old are you? For 400 years, they had been silenced from God. Now you know where a silent treatment comes from. I'm kidding. <laughs> but for 400 years, they had the people sacrificed, they uh, worshipped, they did everything. There had been silence from the Lord God Almighty. So Malachi comes on the stage as God is clearing his voice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's about to say something, and God is preparing us for the coming of our Lord Jesus. And he's, he's a, we're about to get into Matthew, right? He's preparing us for the days of grace. He's preparing us for the restitution that would come through the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he, he begins to introduce the grievances of God that had caused him to be that silent for 400 years. And in Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, one of the grievances in the first chapter, some of you don't read Malachi because it mentions tithe. Malachi is a beautiful book. But verse one, Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, it says this. It says, a son, yeah, a son honors his father and a servant, his master. These are the things that were disturbing God. They, he, you know, he's saying, Let, let's put the house in order. These things were, you know, things that were beginning to, uh, he was like, as I clear my voice and I begin to speak and create the next plan that would send hu- save humankind, I need you to see that a son honors his father and a servant as well honors his master. If then I be your father, God Almighty is asking a question. He's saying, if then I be, if I am the father, where is my honor? Yeah, he's asking, when you come into church, where is my honor? It's not really about the worship team. When you are worshiping, why are you only speaking words? Because the Bible teaches us in John that those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In truth, genuinely, authentically, coming from the depth of your spirit, lifting up holy hands and saying, Lord, I honor you. Not, Lord, I honor you. You know, like, you know, he's asking, God Almighty is asking, Where? Is my honor? He begins to introduce the concept of fatherhood as he being the key father. He says, Where is my honor? It's the divine design of God that fatherhood exists in the kingdom of God. Fatherhood is critical and important. Every one of us has a father, every one of us has a mother. And that's why the Bible teaches us in Exodus in Deuteronomy that honor your father and mother and it shall be well with you and that you shall live a long life. And that scripture, we've really, really milked it and understood it and, and uh, today we get to get the opportunity to practice it. But the concept of fatherhood is the thing that God begins to introduce us to. Now, I've been, uh, you know, you, you can see the trends. It's no lie what the trends are today. In fact, it, you know, Uganda is considered to be one of the fatherless nations. Yeah. Yeah. We have few fathers, one that are present, but that are also active. Yeah. Yeah, And it's not helped that the West has begun to introduce concepts bit by bit and that we are beginning to buy them. Today, you go on social media and you get to see sons and daughters, uh, you know, lowly esteeming their parents. The series and the movies you watch and the cartoons that your children are watching I'm moving a big, big pillar of the kingdom of God. And the Bible teaches in Malachi 4 that if this order does not happen, I will come and strike the earth with a curse. So it's slowly infiltrating. So, you know, you, you get to watch a movie, you get to watch a cartoon, you get to watch something. And really, it, 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 the son or the daughter is ridiculing their parents and they're holding them with completely no esteem. They, they're saying things that it's not just many years, it's just probably a year or so. Even here in this nation, we're seeing family battles between fathers and their sons. If you go to the courts of law today, you will discover battles that are between parents, aunties, uncles, and their nieces, sons, daughters. Bit by bit, we've been introduced to, ladies and gentlemen, a curse. I submit to you, church, that the reason as... Africa one of Africa's biggest problems is that we lack fathers. I have seen men and women of God who are struggling in ministry because they've not understood the concept of fatherhood. I've seen businessmen, leaders in the marketplace who are struggling in different facets of their lives because they've not understood the concept of fatherhood. Fatherhood is critical parenthood is critical god bless you very very important you know i have this pastor friend of mine he is pastoring currently a church in the u.s something happens when you get into ministry. You get connected to all over the world. You know, like the, the, the. Yeah, you get friends. So, this pastor friend of mine, I got to know him. He was in Bible school a couple of years back. Maybe seven or so years back. And something is happening in the West, ladies and gentlemen, that I pray doesn't happen here. So, people own churches. And they can sell churches. So, a church was sold, like, yeah, sold, like, I'm tired, I've been leading. Neil, can you buy this church so that, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. highest bidder? Very unfortunate. So anyway, the story is, you know, so this church was bought, and uh, the leadership of the church came together, and they decided, we are going to hire a pastor, yeah. By the way, when they hire, they pay so well. That's why many pastors have are in the practice of running out of Uganda. <laughs> I am here. I'm not leaving. But we are taking the church in the uttermost parts of the world. Yeah, we are going places. So they hired a pastor. They they went to this Bible college and they said, We want the most radical man, young, fresh blood. We want the one who, when we preach and we are seated, like you're seated. Nga the things, Vinuma. You know, guy, when you preach, you're like, Yeah. In fact, this month, rise. Yeah. They hire pastors. So they hired this friend of mine. So he got to the church. Looked around. He's young, he's vibrant, he's modern, he's, you know, holding iPads. Uh, he's not like me with these big mics, he has his cordless mics. Uh, anyway, so he comes into the church and he begins to try and change things. One of the things he changed, some of you might not be that old, but I'm sure our fathers remember and our mothers remember the churches where we used to go to and the pulpit would be somewhere in the corner you even had to climb it to stand and to preach there is nothing wrong with that it's beautiful i mean the decoration of those uh pulpits artistic love it so i beg your pardon Yeah, some of them would have precious stones. You know, you'd climb and sit and basically see everyone. It would be beautiful. My uh, grandfather was a reverend, and I was raised by him in my formative years, uh, Church of Uganda, uh, and that's where I got saved, and that's where I got initiated in ministry. And even when I was young, I used to love to climb, the podium, and uh, unfortunately, when I would stand, I couldn't see. So anyway, so he gets to and decided in this church, first of all, our podium, we're going to modernize it. It will not be in the corner. We're going to shift it and put it in the middle. His plan was that when they get, it gets in the middle, he would not only climb, but kind of like simplify life. You know how you guys, you want to simplify life? Back in the day, we used to wear clothes that were, you know, now you want to simplify life, you know. So he wanted to like kind of strip it down a little bit. And so he preached his first sermon with his podium uh, or pulpit in the middle. He, at the end of the service, one of the elders, an elderly man, Mr. Singh, <laughs> called him and said, young man, come. This podium was purchased by my great-grandfather before you were born. This podium was in the corner They that decided for it to be in the corner had a reason. So, young man, I like to warn you don't do this again. Take it back in the corner. He understood the assignment and took it back in the corner. But he decided that every single Sunday we'll move it an inch and preach. An inch, and preach. That happened for close to two and a half years, and no one was bothered. Because an inch is okay. Yeah, don't shock us, please. An inch doesn't shake us, do not rudely awaken us. Ladies and gentlemen, the devil's plan is to introduce doctrines an inch per day bit by bit they are removing pillars of substance parental honor is being rebuked inch by inch one of our spiritual parents a pastor in nairobi really more like a pastor all over africa he uh, paid for, he just met us and said, you guys look tired, i like to uh, bless you. So my wife and I just actually returned from a beautiful, beautiful holiday. Yeah, yeah, won't leave all of May. And um, while well, on holiday, we were at the beach. I mean, it's good to be at the beach. Even Jesus walked on the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> so, you know, we hanged out at the beach and uh, together with my wife. We're having a beautiful time. But you guys, who goes for holiday and carries their laptop and has to work? Guess who? My wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the point. Uh, because, uh, yeah, we were holding a particular bet. And I needed uh, to, yeah, make you do that kai thing. Uh, unfortunately, I did it yesterday's service. The other guys just judged me. They are like, uh, we are judging you instead. But, I beg your pardon? Oh, you love Pastor D. So sweet. So listen, she had to break away for like two hours, go to the business center and just be in a Zoom meeting for a particular gig. Uh, And we thank God for the gigs because they put some bread on our table. And so during that time, I'm expressive. I like to go talk to people that I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I went and talked to a few uh, tourists that were in the resort. It was beautiful. Uh, We talked to one guy who had traveled from Tanzania. Uh, He was a bit disabled, and so he had this electric chair that was moving him around. He needed assistance that was gadget-related, and I'm a bit tech-savvy. There are more people that are techier savvy than I am. So I sat down, had a conversation. He just needed a signature on his PDF, and it sounded so complicated for him. So I said, no, no worries. I'm here, I got you. So quickly fixed it. He was so glad. He said, God bless you. I just know I'm living and enjoying blessings. Anyway... Later, I walked to the beach, and I was really disturbed by the presence of security guards at the beach. Yeah, I looked at them and wondered, why are you disturbing our peace? Why are you disrupting our peace? Because I want to be on holiday, but I don't want to see security officers like there. So I went to them and one of them, and so I struck up a conversation. I said, uh, "Officer, how are you?" So I, you know, know a bit of Swahili. So I struck up a conversation. I said, "How are you doing and everything?" Um, I also wanted to introduce them myself to them and tell them about Vive, how important we are, basically just just around. <laughs> uh, so as we did that, I I had a disturbing question, and my question was this: I said. Why are you here? <laughs> Why are you at the beach? He said, no, 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 we have to make sure you're okay. I said, we are okay. We are here for holiday. We brought ourselves. So we are okay. Also, this is the lake. Are you saying there are pirates that could come and, uh, you know, take us out? This is the ocean, you know. Are you saying? He said, it's not even about pirates. Let me tell you something a tourist couple came from Europe and they lay down on the beach and later in the water they had these beautiful floating mats and so they entered with their pinnacle ladders and enjoyed the sunshine of East Africa. And as they did, you know, they, they were talking and having conversations and chit-chatting. You know, like how you chit-chat with your wife or your spouse. And, but somehow, I guess they were tired. I don't know whether it was jet lag. I don't know what it is. But the guy told me that they slept off on the mats, floating mats. On the ocean. Please understand that the ocean has some beautiful, clear water. Don't do this if you can't swim. And you know how the winds can be still in Luganda They say sayaring. You know how you can sway and sway and sway, and it's a beautiful sayaring moment. There, you know, he's saying, "Ah, wifey, oh, do you remember this and that?" Say yeah. Oh, I imagine they were saved. And they say, oh, God has been good to us. Oh, yeah, he's been good. Bless his name. So they say, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, they fell asleep. Thirty minutes or so in, the guy wakes up saying, oh, the sun is scorching hot. Wifey, do you see it? And looks around. And they're not there. Because the winds had seyed and swung them apart. Yeah. He could swim, thank God. But now, in the middle of nowhere, where do I go? I don't have a compass. Do I go there? Do I go there? Where do I go? Thank God, there was a jet skier who was, you know, doing his thing. Those bikes on the water. Some of you are looking at me like, what's a jet? Come on. Pretend you know what it is. Enjoy the story. Anyway, so he came and said, what are you doing here? Can I take you back? And he said, yeah. So they fidgeted and he jumped onto the bike and he took him to the coast. Thankfully, the wife was there. But the wife was also saved by a motorboat. They had split apart because they were searing, Ladies and gentlemen, if there had been a strong wave that had come and shaken them, the guy would have woken up probably three minutes in. The trick of the devil is not to introduce things that would shake you. The trick of the devil is to slowly rock your mat, inch by inch, Sunday after Sunday, you know, what we usually call used to call Sunday service time. Now we can call it brunch. Yeah, uh, I'll do online church, and then because you're busy, you forget. Um, I just go out and hang out with my cool peeps. Uh, yeah and before you know it, it's been six months, you've not read your Bible. Listen, it's the same even for fatherhood. Inch by inch, we've been introduced to the narrative that it's okay to dishonor our parents. It's not. We are introducing a curse. There's so many things that are not going okay, I'm a pastor and I can tell you there are so many things that are not going okay for so many people because of the seed of dishonor. Because of the seed of parental dishonor. And so church today, my prayer is that we'll understand the power of honoring our parents and practice it the first recipients of honor were adam and eve god the father of creation released a blessing in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27 and 28. He said, so he created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. May I pause here and say male and female. In this day and age, it's important that we clarify what he created. He created male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. Do you see? He blessed them. The first thing he did after he created them as a father is he blessed them. This morning, allow me to, afternoon, to quickly share about the blessing of a father. He blessed them. God blessed them and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. God gave Abraham them authority the mandate the blessing he released the blessing and said you know when god was creating really he didn't create many giraffes he didn't create many lions he didn't create many cows yeah he created and then blessed adam and eve to be the ones to cause the multiplication." Then we see God later on. I mean, that doesn't go so well. Of course, we know Adam falls, ETC. He finds a man. His name by then is Abraham. Abraham. Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, the Bible says that God finds him. He says to him, he says, now, Abraham, I want you to go, Abraham. I want you to get out of your country. From your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. He's about to introduce another concept of fatherhood and family setting. He begins to tell Abraham, he says in verse 2, he says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. God Almighty is making a pledge to a man, human being, saying, I will bless you. I will make, you a, I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Then in verse 3, listen to this. He says, I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. Then he says this. I want you to see this and it's very, very important. He says, and in you all families of the earth shall be blessed. The blessing was supposed to shift through the concept of the family. Do you see why the enemy fights family. He said, all the other families, through you, they will be blessed. But today that's not the case. Family is being fought right, left, and center. Concepts that are are not aligned to the God's original plan of family are being introduced inch by inch. To shift us from understanding and holding dearly the pillars of the kingdom. The pillar of fatherhood is key and critical. The blessing. There are three facts about the blessing that I want to share as I wind up. Number one, we see God saying and decreeing a blessing. And saying, and he blessed them. Be fruitful. Number one, you can write this down. The blessing is pronounced. Yeah, it's pronounced, the blessing is pronounced, it's declared over a people, a nation, it's pronounced over children, children, you know, receive a pronunciation, Uh, you know, may I say this, fathers, you are more than sponsors, yeah, you're also blessers, conduits of the blessing of God. And you pronounce it. The case of Jacob. The Bible teaches us that first of all we see God blessing Abraham. And Abraham blessing his son Isaac. And Isaac releasing a blessing to his son. Second born twin uh, Jacob. And saying you shall be blessed. Jacob when he's well grown in years. He goes to his son Joseph. And releases a blessing. Even to the grandchildren. Ephraim and Manasseh. He releases and pronounces a blessing. A blessing is pronounced. Jacob and Esau were two people. Jacob received the blessing. He stole the blessing. We know the story. Let me not bore you with the background of Jacob's stealing of the story. But he steals the the blessing. And the father blesses him in Genesis, I think, 28. No, it's Genesis 27. And he releases a blessing upon him. And Jacob goes away. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the blessing is not in the material things. Because in the case of Esau and Jacob, Esau remained. Guess who took the land? Guess who took the animals? Guess who had the estate of Jacob? Guess who drove the cars of Jacob Esau? Sorry, of Isaac Jacob goes away to a far land and all he went away with were words of his father that man was old in age in fact he couldn't see he couldn't even uh, he, he was tricked into releasing a blessing upon 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 jacob and and he released the words his brother comes in right after and he says bless me also and he says i'm sorry i've already released the blessing there are words i have said to your brother and he's gone Okay, also you, you're going to be, if you really work hard, you'll be blessed. But the man has gone and there is nothing I can do about it. The blessing is pronounced. Never take lightly. Even sometimes somebody might say, God bless you. Maybe it's a phone call. They, they might release a blessing. They might even say, oh, God bless you. You don't know what they carry on the inside. Receive it. Those words that they pronounce upon you. You know, here in church, we are a very intentional church. We decree a blessing, the priestly blessing out of Numbers 23, every other Sunday. When we are releasing it, we understand what it means. There are words that are being pronounced, but those words could open doors for you in the marketplace. Those words could change your old story. Those words that are only mere words, it's pronounced. And it comes from God above. But everything you'll ever need here on earth, God can rain cash in your wallet. He can rain cash on your bank account. He can even rain property. But God's divine design has been that everything comes from him to men on earth through men. Yeah. There is a woman a man today that has everything you're praying for. And without even thinking about it, with one phone call, they could change your life. And you're busy. I'm not, I'm not, please understand, I'm not saying worship men. No, 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 no. Worship the Lord, but access the blessing through men. Because he says, I have blessed you. Already blessed you with every spiritual blessing, it has already been done. On amen, they will say certain things to you. Somebody might say a thing, what do you do? Ah, I know somebody that could just do this for you. You can supply this, you can do this. And it will change for you. How you access what they carry, what they know, their networks, their relationships, how you connect with that is through the bridge we call honor. So the blessing is pronounced. Number two, the blessing is transferable. The blessing is transferable. Yeah. God is, has not run out of blessings. He hasn't. He has a way. He is infinite. He still has more in him. He can pass it on to you, to, to me, through somebody. It's transferable. There are people that, like I said, they have the network. They have the relationship. They have the idea. They have the connection. They have a thing or two they know that you don't know that you need. They carry something. Maybe they have the spiritual ranking. Some men, you see them here, you're richer than them, you're cooler than them. In fact, you smell better than them. But in the realm of the spirit, they carry a ranking that you do not know. Honor them. So it can be transferred from one man to another. It's the case of Abraham. In fact, when God is introducing himself, he begins to say, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. It's the same thing that was running in that lineage. When Jesus finally comes, people, uh, he's walking in the busy streets of Jerusalem. They call him, oh, Jesus is busy walking. He can't hear them. But somebody says, son of David. He says, wait a minute. Hey. Somebody knows me that well. That's revelation, knowledge, insight. He stops. He says, what's your need? What can I do for you? Because it's transferable. You know, the same blessing, the, op- the opposite of a blessing is a curse. Just as it is pronounced, the blessing, the curse can also be pronounced. Just as it is transferable, the blessing, the curse can also be transferable. It's the case of Jabez. Jabez, you know, the mother is going through a lot of pain. says, what can I call this good boy who I've even given birth to in pain? Let me call him Jabez. And Jabez, the Bible says in First Chronicles uh, chapter 4, verse 9 to 10, it says the Bible says this. It says that Jabez was more honorable than all his siblings. But some things were not going well. And how do we know this? By his prayer. His prayer. Life leveraged on this fact that I can beckon God to change the affairs of my life. He said, oh, that you would bless me. He said, I don't even know my father but I know the one that is the king of kings. I know the one that is bigger. You might even be here and your biologicals were not present. They were not there to release a blessing. But there is a case for you. The case studies is in the story of Jabez. He went to the father directly and he said, Lord, that you would bless me and bless me indeed. Oh, that should enlarge my territory. And as he prayed that prayer, the Bible says that God granted. Hallelujah. God granted him. The blessing is pronounced. The blessing is transferable. But the blessing, I'll end with this, is triggered through honor. It's unlocked through honor. The blessing is unlocked through the vehicle of honor. Ladies and gentlemen, do not despise the culture of honor. Honor is critical. It is in, it's, it's a kingdom principle. Listen to me and listen to me carefully. Whether you know God or don't, whether you have a relationship with the king of kings or don't, this one is important. You apply the principle. It has got to work. Yeah, it's got to work. Wish I had time, I'll tell you a story, but next Sunday. I have more stories next Sunday. It's unlocked through honor. You know Jacob, and uh, you know the story of Jacob. The Bible teaches that his father tells Esau, Go and hunt for me a good meal. When I eat it, I will be in a good mood. <laughs> and I will release a blessing. The mother had it. Said, ha, my son Jacob is about to miss out. Give it up for the mothers. <laughs> they always know a thing that you don't know. <laughs> so anyway, I wondered. I read slowly sometimes. So I paused and said, yeah. So Jacob, because you one, you're well in age up there in edge, you are a bit tired physically, just release the blessing. This is Esau, your son, and probably you've lived with uh, this family situationship, so you probably are aware that uh, something could happen because you had heard a story that your le- the little brother had even stolen the birthright. So, you know, you probably are aware. Anyway, just release. He said, no, I have got to release. After I eat that meal. Because there is something that I release when I am honored. When I feel special. And so he released the blessing. He released the blessing upon Jacob. When Jacob came with a meal. They got one of their animals. Killed it. Prepared a savory meal. And as they brought it. This changed the game. The man ate it, felt so special. Then he began to pronounce. The blessing is unlocked through honor. We know the guy called Elisha. He was serving a man called Elijah. Elijah was the major prophet back in the day prophet Elijah would say things and they would happen instantly. He would lock the nations. They would say there would be no rain and the rain would stop. Years later, he would come and say, now rain is coming today. In fact, hurry up. Go back to your palace because the rain is coming for you and it would happen. He, was a ma- he had a school of prophets and all these prophets in his school had the capacity to discern and know that Elijah was about to die. There was a man that was in that school. In fact, he came later. His name was Elisha. We define honor here at Vive Church as the recognition, the awareness, the discernment of uniqueness. We are all not the same. We carry different virtues. And so he recognized Elijah and he said, there is something this man carries. Elijah, I said, I'm going to follow this man and serve him. The Bible teaches that he used to pour water on her. He used to pour water and refresh the feet of the prophet. Then one day he asked him, but what is it that you want? He said, I want a double portion. May I then say that the blessing can be decreased it can be half a portion. It can be the same. It can be maintained. But it can also increase. Yeah. At the moment of transferring, it can increase. He said, what? Double? Nobody has ever asked me of a double portion. But if you stay with me and see me... He said, see me when I'm leaving. Wait, all along you mean I've not been having eyes? But the seeing he was talking about was the recognition, the awareness that's divine, saying, if you see me when I'm leaving, it will happen. And the day came when he was leaving in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 12, and then he cried out, he said, Ah, Elisha, so, and cried out, What did he cry out? He cried out, he said, my father. He wasn't his biological father, but in that capacity, he was a father. Hear me, church. Ah, God will create men and women who are going to hold the office of a father for you in different categories. There will be fathers at your workplace. There will be fathers in your industry. Maybe you are a realtor and you are in the industry of real estate. There are men and women that know a thing or two that you don't know about real estate. And so they will act as fathers. There will be men in ministry that will act as fathers. I thank God that this house has good spiritual Parents, we were raised at Watoto Church. They loved us. They showed us. They taught us. We honor the office of the pastors that raised us at the house of Watoto. We went to different other churches. We have different ministers. Mavuno Church. We honor those men. We honor those men. They loved us and they pastored us. They loved us. They knew and discerned the calling on our lives. They said, "You will become. You will. You will be. You will. You will." Come. Carry out the thing on your life will, full, will be fulfilled in every industry, in every sector, in every scenario, regardless of where you are. God has positioned and understood that you need to go to this destiny and place certain men or women that are going to act as catalysts of purpose to your journey of destiny. And you will recognize that these men have been there in your journey. Some of them have annoyed you. Some of them have said things that you don't agree with. Please, do yourself a favor. Be alert in the realm of the spirit. And don't focus on their wrongs. Focus on the office they carry. When you do, you realize blessings will begin to open for you. Mm. Some of you have dishonored fathers. Maybe as I preach, God is going to convict you to go and apologize. Some of them have maybe mothers. They, They are mother figures that were in the way of your destiny and you said certain things to them that were not honorable. May God compel you to understand the office they carry and understand it and honor it. Jesus Jesus is, in Matthew chapter 1, it's really the first book of the New Testament. And in Matthew chapter 1, Jesus... Jesus is being introduced to us, and the thing they are trying to convince us, they give us genealogy after genealogy. It's one of the chapters that I know that will bore you to read, but yet it's a very profound chapter. Matthew chapter 1, he begins to say that Joseph was, the heavens, Uh, sorry, what does it say? What does it say? Uh, Yeah, it says Joseph was not... No, no, that's not, that's not a, a scripture, sorry. So that's my notes. Uh, but somebody read it out for me. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1 in your physical Bible or your digital Bible. Uh, he begins to introduce us to the concept of fatherhood. And the concept of fatherhood is, uh, uh, is, is he begins to say, so and so begat so and so. So-and-so begot so-and-so, Ah, and they begot so-and-so, and and this was their mother. That's why we were insisting on, if you're inviting your father, please see if you can invite your mothers as well, because we recognize there are certain mothers that have had to to pay a price and stand in the gap when the fathers were absent, Uh, and sometimes not to really condemn the fathers, just things were tough in that season. Matthew chapter 1, the Bible says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then when you go down, you begin to realize that it was really the concept of fatherhood. Your Jesus, the one you believe in, was born by Joseph and Mary, and Mary was the biological father mother, I beg your pardon, of Jesus, but we know too well that Joseph was not the biological father. He was an adopted father. I'll break that down in crew on Wednesday. But listen to me. He did what he could. The Bible tells us the the time and season he's born, the time he's escaped to another nation. What if Joseph, the angel, appeared to Joseph and said, leave this land? And then Joseph said, leave? Why? Because there are people who want to kill that son of yours. Say, oh, it's not even mine." We are not leaving. We are not leaving. That's why you have to honor men that may not even be your biologicals. So he ran quickly to another land in Egypt, and then the angel spoke to them. Now the time is right. Go back. Anyway, the Bible tells us of the story. We hear about Jesus at that time, and the next time we hear about Jesus, he's 12 years. He's at the temple. He's reading and studying the word and asking important questions, and he's at the temple chilling out. I like to ask that. Uh, worship team to come back. And as he's chilling out at uh, at the temple, the Bible tells us that he begins to ask, shouldn't I be about my father's business? But he submits completely and honors his mother and his father and wherever they went, when they said, do this, he did it. I want to think that in the business of carpentry that Joseph used to carry out, when a client delayed to pay, you know some clients that are like those, those clients are not at Vive Church. Anyway, so those clients delayed to pay, he would send Joseph, sorry, Jesus, I say, take this invoice, remind them, send this reminder, remind them they need to pay us. And Jesus was like an invoice guy who would, bring the invoice or bring the receipt or, you know, demand notices and all of that. I would imagine that he submitted to the leadership of Joseph. A time comes in Matthew chapter 3. He's well-aged in years. 30, to be precise. He knows he is fully God, but also fully man. And the heavens are closed. Because we don't get to hear about... I mean, today we see young men in high school. Me, when I was in high school, as the scripture union leader in Terry school, I was young. So I wanted to ask Jesus, what were you doing, you, when you were in high school? Yeah, yeah. But thank God I couldn't ask that question because I was discerning enough to know that I must honor him. But then also... The heavens were closed. So as he was about to launch up his ministry, the Bible teaches us that that he found a man. He was only six months older than him. He was purely man. In fact, his diet was not even good. His dress code was not that cool. Basically, there was nothing nice to like about this man. Begin to learn to look past dress code, to look past bank accounts, to look pa- and understand the virtues that certain men carry. And then the Bible teaches us that he knew and recognized and honored this guy. And he said, he arrives in Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist, and then he says to him, baptize me. John the Baptist being the discerning man that he is, he understands this is fully God. I cannot be baptizing God. Yeah, no, I can't. Listen, when this kid came to visit my mother, I was in the womb. The anointing hit me. I even got slain. In the womb, I leaped with joy in the, come on now, where are my Bible students? Ah. So listen, the Bible, he knew, he said, I am not even worthy to untie your shoelaces. That's why I wear shoes without laces. Kidding. But he said, you are so high in rank. I can't baptize you. Instead, you should be the one baptizing me. Then Jesus said something. He knew that I needed, I am fully God, but yet God cannot back Go back on his word. The principle is the principle. It's the principle of recognizing honor. So God Almighty needed a man to decree certain things over him. Ah! Jesus! The one who died for my sins needed a man to baptize him. So he recognized him and said, permit it to be so. And he allowed, and he baptized him. The Bible says that as he was coming out of the water, something special happened. Some of you are here in this church today, and your heavens are locked. Things are not going well with you. The Bible says that, honor your parents, your mother and father, that it may go well with you. NIV says that things will go well with you. Some of you, some heavens have been locked. Hear me. The Bible did not say honor your good parents. Yeah, It didn't even say honor your righteous parents. It didn't even say honor the parent that is not drunkard. (laughs) I know some of our parents are here. And we honor you. But hear me, church. Honor the office of that person that sits in the fatherhood, motherhood, of any category or form. It will unlock your heavens. So the Bible says that the heavens opened and the voice came out loud. What does the voice say? The voice begins to introduce us to a new concept. Uh, Until then, they hadn't known God as a father of anybody. At this point, They hear him say, I have a son. They're like, wait. Wait, wait, wait. God has a son? A dove descends and a loud voice begins to speak. This is my beloved son. He authenticates him. He's my son. Yeah. And I hope you know that sometimes we use the word sons as a prophetic office to also include daughters. And then he says, here, ye, yeah. he, that line alone made people follow him wherever he went. Yeah, because until then, Jesus would walk on the streets of Jerusalem. Maybe he would see KFC and walk in and he wasn't a celeb. But after then, 40 days fasting, came back, people were just moving. Like, where are you going, sir? We want to go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, hear what the Lord is saying to us today. Would we rise up? Father, we thank you because you are good. This Father's Day, we stand in the presence of God, in your presence. And we thank you because you've allowed us to be your children. And we recognize you as father. When you are teaching your disciples about prayer, you said, pray in this manner, our father. This time, God was not referred to you to as your father alone, but is our father. Every one of us in this house, God is your As we come to the end of the service, every head bowed and every eye closed and focusing and zeroing in on to God, many of us have not done things that are pleasing to God. Many of us have been wayward, not understood that he is a father. Some of us have actually known him as king and as Lord and as master and look at him with the eyes and the perception that he is the one that punishes us when we sin. But he introduces us to a concept in Luke 15 and verse 20. That the the, the father seeing on his prodigal son running back home. He opens his arms wide and runs to him and embraces him. And he kisses him and says, welcome back home. And he throws a party for him. Father, we thank you for your embrace. We thank you for your love. Behold what manner of love is this that will be called the children, the sons of God. Behold what manner of love is this. You might be here and you're distanced from God. You don't know God like that. You have no personal relationship with God. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life. Jesus Christ, to the Lord God Almighty, and surrender to Him, and say, Lord, really? I want today to put it on the record that I am your son. And if you're here, and I'm your daughter, and if you're here and that's you, you say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I want to renew my life with Him. I want to commit my life to Jesus. You're here, that's you, in a special way. i like to pray for you. People are praying and people are focusing on God. But if that's you, just raise your hand. I'll see that hand. But also God will take recognition of that hand. God sees that hand, my sister. Keep praying, keep praying. Raise that hand and say, Lord, I I need to commit my life to you. I need to commit my life to you as a father. And I need to be your son or your daughter. God sees that hand. God is seeing those hands as they rise up. And as you stand with a few people, that a few of our pastors are coming to stand next to you. It's a hand. A few of our pastors are coming to stand right next to you. And as they come, would you pray this prayer with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, now I know you said that prayer, but may I ask the rest of us to say that prayer together with everyone. To say, dear Lord Jesus. Now may I ask that we mean the words that we are praying. Say, dear Lord Jesus, today I recognize that you are my Lord and that you are my Savior. That you, for you are the reason, you are the reason that I am alive. And so today, I confess with my mouth and with my heart, I believe that you are my Lord and that you are my Savior. Through your death, I am saved, and every sin is washed away. I commit my life to you, I surrender to you. Take my life, and Lord. I submit to you, as your son or daughter, whichever the case, I submit to you that you're my father. Bless me. Bless me, Lord, that things will go well with me. Enlarge my territory. Increase me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah.